I'm bringing the kids in for this message because I really believe that the Lord's going to do something really amazing and I want them to be a part of it. So um, we're going to talk today um, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is like one of my most favorite things in the whole world to talk about because I just love Holy Spirit. I think he's so cool. And um, so we're going to be talking, yes, we're, we are talking about speaking in tongues. Yes, that is what we're talking about today. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what happens about that. And so um, I know that th- there's been a lot of things presented about the Holy Spirit and baptism of the Holy Spirit um, for a long time. And so the one thing that I really felt like the Lord told me to do this morning before we even started was get out the heart bucket because I haven't used it in a while. And this heart bucket represents your heart. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are coming in here. Makes me so happy. I'm going to teach this morning, and so it's just going to be like we're upstairs, except for there's adults behind you, but it's okay. All right, so this heart bucket represents your heart, okay? And so I want you to think about all of the things Okay, all the things when I say baptism of the Holy Spirit, or if you think about speaking in tongues or that issue, um, what we're going to do today is we're going to empty our hearts before I even start talking of any preconceived ideas, any bad experiences, any fear, any pride, any, any whatever that rises up in your heart that's like, I don't know if I want to sit through this message. Okay, because it's going to help if we already have our hearts cleared of all that, um, because then you're just got a clean slate. And so we're just going to take one minute, okay, and, um, and to empty your heart, you just need to turn it over and let all the stuff that doesn't belong in there, all your preconceived ideas, any fear, any whatever, just let that all fall out upside down. And we're just going to take like 30 seconds and just be quiet to do that. So just if you need to close your eyes or whatever, Holy Spirit, just come and cleanse our hearts. Father, we don't, we don't want to have any preconceived ideas of, of, of who the Holy Spirit is, of what this issue is. We don't want to have fear. We don't want to have issues in our heart that keep us from receiving. And so, Lord, thank you for just cleaning our hearts right now. We're just turning our buckets upside down and, and allowing all that doesn't belong to just fall out in Jesus' name. All right, and now you've got to turn it back up. So, Lord, now we prepare our hearts to receive, yes? Fill us up. Okay. All right, let's go to Acts. Sorry, I'm a little loud if I look down. I just feel loud. Okay, now what's happening here, we're going to start in Acts chapter (coughs) 2. All the believers are all together in Jerusalem because in chapter 1, right before Jesus ascends to heaven, he tells them, Don't go anywhere. Don't leave the city until my father sends his promise to you. Because before that, the father said, I'm sending you something really great. John baptized with water, but I'm going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And this is my promise. And so stay, stick around in Jerusalem until that promise is fulfilled. So all the believers are hanging out together. Okay. And then the Holy Spirit shows up. I mean, shows up, okay? Beginning of chapter 2. On the day of of Pentecost, 
All the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And every person present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are from Galilee. And yet we hear them speaking our own native languages. Here we are. Okay. And then there's like a list of all these people that I can't really pronounce very well. Okay. They're from Mesopotamia, Judea. Okay. The province of Asia, Libya, Cyrene, the Croatians are there. The Arabs are there. Okay. There's all these people. You got it. And they're all there and they're like, okay, what is going on? Cause we hear all these people declaring the goodness of God in our language, but we know they're from Galilee and they shouldn't know this language. Okay. And then 13, but others in the crowd ridiculed them saying they're just drunk. That's all. All right. Now, when the Holy spirit shows up, we can't always guarantee that it's going to be nice and neat and organized or logical because you know i'm reading this thinking okay hold on there's a windstorm inside got it there's a mighty roaring like a windstorm inside the building what do you think of that kids a windstorm inside the building as they're sitting there okay and if that isn't enough little fires appear on people's heads okay and then they just start speaking in unknown languages as the Holy Spirit gives them the ability to do so, okay? And so you can see later in Acts 2, some people are amazed and like, what's going on here? This is cool. And some people are like, those people look ridiculous. They must just be drunk. Now, I think that it probably says that for a reason, okay? It says there's a windstorm and there's a fire. Now, it doesn't tell us what they're acting like, but based on the response from the people outside, they're like, oh, don't pay attention to them. They're just drunk. Now, if you've ever seen drunk people, um, that probably gives you somewhat of an idea of maybe what these people are looking like. Are they drunk? No, no they're not. It's the Holy Spirit. And so, um, you know, when the, when Holy Spirit shows up, he just likes to do whatever he wants to. And why he had wind and fire that day, I don't know, because he wanted to. I don't know. But we can't get hung up on the manifestation or the way the Holy Spirit comes. Because if we get if we get caught up in that and we're like, God, why are people falling over? Then it's easy to just like start analyzing and to try to make it make sense. And Holy Spirit does not make sense. He doesn't. We cannot comprehend him in our earthly mind. We just cannot put all of Holy Spirit in our mind and understand him. He just doesn't work that way. And so when, when Holy Spirit shows up, whether it was the day of Pentecost here in the Bible or whether it's been any other time that you've been around, he shows up and he just does what he wants. And we have to be willing to follow him. Um, Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the person on the sideline standing there ridiculing people and saying they're just drunk and this is not of Jesus. Um, I, w- I want to be in on it. I want to I- I say, Lord, if I have to look crazy, I'll look crazy for you. I will look crazy for you because I don't care. You know, it's like when David, I'll, I'll become even more undignified than this. Uh, you know, we've got to get to a place where, we, where we're willing to just let go 
And that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit's going to make us look silly. It doesn't mean that there's going to be fire and all this stuff, but we have to be open to him. And we can't get stuck on the manifestation, either trying to make sense of it or feeling like we need a manifestation to happen in order to say Holy Spirit's been here. So it's good stuff. All right. Now, after this, people ridicule, you know, and say, oh, they're just drunk. Okay, and so Peter rises to the occasion and he steps out of the crowd and he's like, oh, no, no, these people aren't drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Who gets drunk at nine o'clock in the morning? It's way too early. Okay, and he begins preaching the just raw, undiluted gospel, just Oh, like this is like the first time Peter just rises up and says, man, this is Jesus. And he's given them all these these Old Testament scriptures. This is fulfilling this. This is fulfilling this. All right. In verse 36, he says, so let everyone in Israel know that for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be our Lord and Messiah. And he's telling them exactly who Jesus is. He's telling them exactly what's going on. 37, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the baptism of the or You will receive the Holy Spirit. This promises to you, to your children, and even to the Gentiles, all that have been called by Lord our God. And then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourself from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter were ba- uh, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about three thousand in all. Wow. Wow. Okay, so Peter tells them this Jesus who you crucified, that's our Lord, that's our Messiah, and immediately it says it says Peter's words pierced their hearts. And, and people began to say, what do, we ha- what do we have to do? What do we have to do? So see, Peter is, Peter is just delivering this message of Jesus, and people are responding to it. It's, it's piercing their hearts down to the core, and he's saying, you just repent. Repent. He's like, you know, what, repenting means I'm walking this way, not paying any attention to God and charge my own life. And if I'm going to repent, it means that I'm going to turn all the way around and go this way and give the Lord control of my life for the rest of my life, never looking back at my old sinful ways. That's repenting. Totally turning from every, everything. And so Peter says, that's the first thing that's got to be done before this promise happens to you. And so that's what we're going to do here. If you've never, ever given Jesus control of your life, you've never, you've never, whatever, asked Jesus into your heart, or you've never just said, God, I just want to follow you with everything I am. I will just give my life to you, and, and I, I don't want all of that stuff anymore. I don't want the sin anymore. If you have never, ever, ever done that, would you raise your hand? Kids? Adults, it doesn't matter what your age is. Because, we, see, we can't move on to the Holy Spirit until we know everyone in here has accepted Jesus that wants to accept Jesus today. Anyone in here? Okay, so I'm assuming that we're all believers. Yes, we're all a part of the kingdom of God. Okay? Praise the Lord. All right. Okay, so, um, so then Peter, Peter goes on. Okay, and he says, repent of your sins, okay? And, uh, and 
This is my favorite thing. I almost did a dance when I read this the first time. I probably did. (laughs) This promise is to you, to your children, and to everyone everywhere, the Gentiles. Everyone everywhere. To you, to your kids, and to everyone everywhere. So you know what? The people who are saying that these guys are too young for it, they're, they're wrong. Because Peter's saying, this is for you, and this is for your children, and this is for everyone, everywhere, who is called by Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I'm called by Jesus. And you are too. This promise is for everyone. This promise... This promise is for the Baptists, it's for us, it's for the children, it's for the youth, it is for everyone. Everyone. I'm getting excited today, I'm like preaching. Okay, so there's no exceptions. Absolutely no exceptions. Zero. It's for everyone. It's for the children makes me so excited all right and peter continued preaching save yourself from this crooked generation and i don't know about you but my generation's pretty crooked mine is and i want to i want to be someone i want us to to rise up and be peters who will give jesus's message undiluted and telling them about Jesus to the point where it pierces people's hearts. And, and we are saying, save yourself from your generation. And people are responding. 3,000 people were added to the church that day. Because of one crazy move of God. Because Holy Spirit showed up and it was crazy. 3,000 people, well, along with people being obedient and all of those things. And so um, I've got a couple illustrations just to explain the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll talk about um, speaking in tongues. And um, God is just, get ready, because he is going to do something today for everyone, for everyone. Holy Spirit, I, I said, Holy Spirit, I, I refuse to speak unless you show up. And do you know what he said? I'll go with you. So get excited, because he's going to do something amazing. All right. It's almost time for a new Holy Spirit picture because uh, mine is a little bit broken. All right. So this cup represents you, represents your heart. Okay. And this pitcher of water is the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, when you first ask Jesus into your heart, when you first repent and turn of your sins and follow him, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. Okay. So this is what your heart looks like if you're a believer in Jesus, okay? The Holy Spirit enters you when you give Jesus access to your life. So everyone in here has the Holy Spirit in them already, okay? All right, now when you're asking Jesus, come and baptize me with your Holy Spirit, this is a picture of what happens. You just ask for all of them to a point where you become overflowing. That's a picture of what happens in your heart. The 
the kids are like, don't spill it on me. I know you guys are in dangerous territory, huh? <laughs> All right, so we're asking, you, you, have, you have the Holy Spirit in you. When you're asking Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, you're like, bring it on, Lord, okay? And it just, that's the picture. It just fills you to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. It's like when you're, when you're, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's like plugging, the light so- it's plugging into the light socket. It gives you power. It's, a, it's like putting batteries in, in an empty toy that doesn't have batteries. You, you put batteries in it, it's like has power again. It has power, okay? So, so Holy Spirit does that for you. And um, I wanted to address speaking in tongues just because um, sometimes we don't do that. All right. Oh. You know, Acts 2 in my Bible, you always can tell that I've been there a while because it's got all kinds of illustration mess all over it. Okay. All right. So um, when the fire shows up in the windstorm in the the building, you remember that? Okay. It says that um, all of the believers began um, speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Okay, and so this is what we refer to as speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is not scary. Everybody got that? Some of you don't look convinced. (laughs) Speaking in tongues is not scary. It really is not. It's really amazing. Okay, speaking in tongues, um, number one, is like... It's like a secret language. You know, when you were growing up, you, you might have had a friend that you, like, do a secret handshake with that only you guys know, or, like, you develop your own little whatever just because kids are amazing and they think of things like that. Um, this is kind of like what it is with the Lord. It's like having your own secret language with the Lord. Now, you don't understand what you're saying, but Holy Spirit does. And um, one of the common questions that I get if I present this to children, and adults are just too shy to ask it, um, the kids say, but Miss Ashley, if I don't know what I'm saying, what happens if I cuss? <laughs> now, this is a valid question. I mean, some of you adults are like, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to say something bad. I mean, the kids are like, I don't want to cuss in the spirit. Um, it makes perfect sense if you're a child. You know, you're telling them they're speaking in a language. They want to make sure that they're speaking nice things, okay? Now, this is the answer for it. You always go to the Word of God, and you can find exactly what your answer is, okay? The Holy Spirit, they began to speak in other language as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So that means the Holy Spirit is giving you the ability to speak in language, in other languages. It is the Holy Spirit praying through you. Now, if Holy Spirit is praying through you, I can guarantee you that you're not going to say anything bad. Because Holy Spirit doesn't talk bad. You're not going to say anything bad because the Holy Spirit is giving you the ability. Okay? And that means that it does not come from you. Um, and this is... That's, that's the part where, um, where the adults have a little bit of a hard time. Because I'm telling you, oh, yeah, you just come up here, just pray, and then you're just going to get another language. And they're like, what? You know? Um, okay. And you try to think about it so much. You try to think. And upstairs when we do this, we, we just snap our fingers. Because, see, you have to disconnect from your head to your heart. You just have to have a disconnect. Because ho- tongues does not come through your brain. It comes from your spirit. Now, do you want to hear something so exciting? 
This is another thing I almost did a dance over. They've done a scientific study on prayer language. Okay, so they had all these spirit-filled Christians. They plugged it up to to document the the brain activity and the language center and all of those things. Okay, and so they told these people, okay, just pray, um, just pray normal in English, and then switch over to tongues at some point, and then switch back. So English, tongues, English. And so they've got all these people hooked up to these machines. It's documenting whatever's happening in their language center. And so the people begin to pray, oh, Jesus, you know, thank you for this day, whatever they're saying. Okay, language center, you know, it prints out those little things. It's going crazy. There's just stuff all over the place. The instant that they began to speak in tongues, the line was blank. The language center was not documenting anything. And they were talking out loud in the spirit. The brain had nothing. It said there, there wasn't anything going on in the language center. They would start in English again. Tongues, bam, flat line. Okay, scientifically proven by researchers that this obviously is not coming from your brain. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> obviously. Okay, it's coming from down here. It's coming from your spirit. And it wells up and it doesn't come through here. And so that's the, that's the number one thing is we have to disconnect our brain from our spirit because some of us get hung up on thinking about it too much that <coughs> it doesn't happen because we're thinking about it happening and not letting it happen. Um, and you, can't, you just can't think about using your prayer language. That's why, you know what, I use my prayer language. I can be like typing on the computer and speaking in tongues. Because I'm not using my brain to speak in tongues. I'm thinking and I'm speaking out of my spirit. I can do it while I'm driving. I can do it while I'm doing dishes. I can do it while I'm ironing. I can speak in tongues anytime. I can multitask when I'm doing tongues. Even if you're not a multitasker, you can speak in tongues and do something else at the same time. Because it's it's coming from something different. It's coming from something different. And I just think that Holy Spirit was so darn creative when he thought of that. Like, that is so good, because you know what? That's, when Paul is talking in, in Corinthians about tongues, he said it's, edif- it's edifying to your spirit. Now, edifying is kind of a scary word. The kids are like, somebody's going to eat me um, or something, but it's not. Um, so edifying just means that it's building you up. Okay, can I have um, a volunteer? Hold on, you want to be my volunteer? Come on up here. Normally I have a chair, but we'll work on this. All right. So this is Holden. Stand right there. Thanks for coming up here, buddy. All right. Now, Holden is baptized in the Holy Spirit. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? You speak in tongues? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. I, I thought you did, but I was just making sure. All right. Now, this is what happens. This is Holden, and I'm going to be his spirit man. And as Holden begins speaking in, in his prayer language, this is what is happening to his spirit man. And so while Holden is this big... His spirit is this big. He has a giant spirit. That's what edification is. It, gives your, it, it makes your spirit giant. It builds your spirit up. And this is the one that sinks the kids every time. I want a giant spirit. You know, who doesn't? Think about what happens when you have a giant spirit. And see, the more and more you use your prayer language, the more and more and more it's built up. See, some of you guys that just pray in tongues all the time, you're like, you're through the roof. Your spirit man's like touching the ceiling. 
Thank you, Holden. And so that's, that's why it's so important. That's why, that's why Holy Spirit made it so cool that you could be doing something and still edifying your spirit at the same time. I just thought that was the most amazing thing. All right, so speaking in tongues is not scary. It's just, it's just a language between you and God that's a perfect language. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. It's not coming from your mind. It's coming from your spirit. And it's building you up. And it's so important. And um, we're just going to have a response. And um, if, if you do not have, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you want that this morning, um, I just need you to come up here. Kids, if you're, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you've never done this upstairs with me and you want this this morning, just go ahead and come on up with the adults. Because this is for everyone. Remember, it's for, it's for the adults, for the kids, and for everyone everywhere. Okay, so kids, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're like, hey, I want that. I want a giant spirit. I want to speak in tongues, whatever. Um, come on up to that. Is there anybody in here? Sorry, I just make it so I make you, ha- I make you get out of your chair and come up in front of everybody. And, you know, actually, I'm not going to apologize for that, but it's good. And you know what? Like upstairs, if we have somebody come up for salvation or if we have somebody come up and be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know what we do? We like, yeah, you are amazing. We're so excited that you did this today. You're awesome. And it's just giving them a tiny little glimpse of what's happening with the angels in heaven. So if you, if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit this morning on Pentecost Sunday. Thank you, Lord. Just come on up here. Kids, is there any of you? We may have all of them baptized in the Holy Spirit. I don't know. Have you, have you responded? Oh, well, come on up. Oh, no. Baptism. Oh, good. Good question. Good question. Thank you. She said, we didn't bring clothes to change into. This is good. No, this is good. See, because you say baptism, and people are like, yeah, I've been baptized. No, I haven't been baptized. Baptism in water is very different from baptism in the Holy Spirit. See, baptism in water is (coughs) when when you're baptized in the water, we use that little dunk tank. You go under. That's what you're thinking of, right? Yeah? Okay. You go under, and what that is doing is it's a public declaration saying, I'm, I will follow Jesus. I am saying that he is my Savior. I am identifying with him. I am being baptized. I am coming back up, and I am saying that I'm a believer in Jesus. That's what water baptism is, okay, when you go under the water. Holy Spirit baptism is like this cup, okay? That's when you're asking all of the Holy Spirit to come into to you. So all you have to do... that. You know what? This is what we're going to do. This is what the response time will be like. Sometimes that helps people. Um, when you guys respond, you're going to come up here. We'll just make a line. And all I have you do is come up here. You can close your eyes or whatever and say, Jesus, come and baptize me in the Holy Spirit. That's it. You, all you have to do is ask. And bam, he's faithful to do it. Um, now, I will give a disclaimer. When the Holy Spirit showed up on the first day of Pentecost, um, it wasn't, it was interesting. (laughs) But see, if you're asking all of Holy Spirit to come into here, 
It's asking all of the spirit realm to invade the physical realm, which sometimes causes, you know, something to happen. Some people feel nothing. Some people feel warm. Some people, when I first was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was in this church. I was seven years old. We were having a kid's crusade. And I was upstairs. And when I asked Jesus to come and baptize me in the Holy Spirit, or however we did it back then, um, I felt like butterflies. That's kind of what it reminded me of in my tummy. And sometimes I still get that feeling when the Holy Spirit comes on me. Sometimes I do different things. But I just, I felt, um, I just felt kind of something right there. And that's what I felt. I've had, um, Justin, can I use you as an example? No, you just stay there. Do I have your permission to tell the story of when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit? Okay. When I prayed for Justin, when he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he was standing upstairs and he was like, oh, <laughs> and this is what he was, he was like this the whole time. And he tried to stand up and he'd just go down and he tried to stand up and he'd just go down. And so I can't guarantee that you're going to look dignified when you come and do this today, but we've got to get to a place where that doesn't matter. Where we just say, Holy Spirit, I want it. I, I just want it. Just come, just, just fill me up. I don't care. Um, so that is one thing. Sometimes people will have different feelings in their bodies. I'll check in on you. Are you feeling good, weird, bad, weird? See, if you're feeling weird, that's okay as long as it's good. As long as it's good, weird. Because this is different. It's a different experience. So that's all you're going to do. You'll come up here. Jesus, come and baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Bam, he'll do it. Um, what we're going to be doing, I'm going to be praying in my prayer language. Some of the kids and probably Jake McCandless are going to be praying in their prayer language. You're supposed to be my prayer partner today. And um, I warned him last week. <laughs> um, um, and we're, we're just going to begin to pray in our prayer language. And when you're ready, you just, you just jump right in. And, um, and it's good. And people always get it. The Lord is so faithful. So um, this is the what. So did that answer your question, Kennedy? Have you have you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Do you speak in tongues? Okay, awesome. All right. So if any of the kids have not had that and you want that, go ahead and come on up. Adults, if you don't have the baptism in the Holy Spirit, this is your morning. If you want it, raise your hand if you want it. Peek up. There you go. Come on up. Come on up. All right. This is amazing. All right. Just stand up here. Just stand in the line. You don't even have to look at the audience. Just look at me. Just don't even look at the audience. Come on. Come on. Anybody else? This is cool. This is good. Here, just just stand in the line this way. There you go. That way we can see you. Uh, You're going to, you know what? We are doing a family thing up here. This is awesome. Why don't you stand with your family? There you go. All right. So this is what we're going to do. Anybody, you're coming too. Come on, Alan. Nobody's too young for this. The younger, the better. I'm convinced. I was seven. And I, I've seen five. Okay. Um, anybody else? If you decide that you're standing back and watching this and you think, maybe I do want that, just come up and get in the line and we'll catch you up. All right. Now, for those of you who are in the audience, what I want you to do is just pray in your prayer language. Just spend some time. Maybe just turn on some music. And we're going to have another response for you in just a second. Okay. You want to go sit down? We got like the whole family over here. It's amazing. All right. Now, 
the rule is you have to use your prayer language all the time. You go, Terry. The Holy Spirit is so sweet. So sweet. His presence is just so amazing. Amanda, just keep basking in that. There's a sweetness of the Lord's presence on you and a peace on you that he just wants to be with you that way all day. Is there anybody else? And you don't, you can keep staying up here. We've still got some up here. Anybody else for baptism of the Holy Spirit? You want that? Not sure. Maybe. <laughs> um, all right. The other thing that I want to do before we leave, I know it's Mother's Day and a lot of people have lunch plans. Um, but I don't think the Holy Spirit's done. Because I think that he just, I think he just really wants to touch people in a very special way today. And when we were singing, um, let the fire fall, let the wind blow, I was just like being blasted. And I said, Lord, I, I want some of that fire. And I want the baptism of fire. And I just want to live for the fire. And I want to give away the fire. And, um, and then John starts into fire fall down. And that was just like, you know, confirmation for me. And so if you just want, if you just need something fresh from the Holy Spirit this morning before you leave, just go ahead and come up here. We'll just do the similar line thing just because that's easy. Um, I, I want to I give you a piece of the fire that I received earlier. And um, so if you want something of that, then you can go ahead and come up. I'll pray, and then that will be the closing because... If you need to leave, you can leave. If you want to stay, you can stay. If you want prayer, get prayer. Um, So let's just do that. Father, Lord, thank you for baptizing all these people with the Holy Spirit. That's so amazing. Holy Spirit, you are awesome. You are just so amazing, Father. We want to continue to make a way for you in our service to just do what you want to do. Father, we, we are ready to just follow Holy Spirit, Lord. We, we just want to follow him. And so, Father, I just pray that you would just bring fresh impartation right now, that your presence would just grow thicker in here, that your fire would fall, that it would grow stronger in this place. Father, I thank you for what you want to continue to do in hearts today. Lord, I just pray that you would begin to prepare us for that. And, Lord, thank you for our moms. I pray that they would just go and be full of the Holy Spirit today, that they would be blessed, that they would be honored, and that they would just be in your presence today. In Jesus' name, amen.